This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's our favorite day of the week. It is recording day with the Eat With Ali podcast. Hello. How are you? I actually get so excited to record these podcasts now. I've had my nice morning. I struggled to get up, but then I went to the gym. I had my sushi, of course. And here we are. It is time to record today's podcast. What is today's podcast about, you may ask, if you have not read the title? It is Approaching and Supporting Someone with an Eating Disorder. This is the episode for you if maybe you know someone that is struggling with an eating disorder or maybe if you are the one that has an eating disorder this is something that maybe you can even send to someone just like no explanation nothing just forward this podcast to them if you are trying to maybe you know start to ask for that bit of help just forward them this podcast and then let them connect the dots and be there to support you now, before we get started with anything, I have two things that I want to want to mention. The first one is going to be what I'm proud of. But before we get into that, this is a call out to all of you lovely people that have your own eating disorder stories. You don't even have to be the one that has an eating disorder, whether you are the friend or the family member of someone that struggled. I would love to hear your stories. This isn't just for you to share and vent and be able to express how you feel and things that has happened. This is also going to be a way for us all to help each other. Maybe you are struggling with an eating disorder and you feel like no one understands what you're going through. And not everyone's story will be the same, but maybe hearing a big variety of other people's stories will help you feel less alone. I'm hoping it will help you feel like you can express and share how you feel and ask for help. So you can hear other people's experiences to see that not everyone has the same story, but but that it impacts everyone in one way or another. So if you want to email me your stories to eatwithali at gmail.com, you can also find it on my website, which is www.eatwithali.com. And sometime soon, I will gather all of the story together and create a whole podcast on it. I hope that by hearing everyone else's stories that you feel less alone and that you are supported and that it is okay to talk about how you feel. So share what you're comfortable with sharing. You can talk about your eating disorder experiences, specific stories that have stuck with you, uh, people that suspected that you had an ED or helped you and how they approached the situation, how and why you developed an eating disorder, what stage are you in with the eating disorder now, have you healed, have you recovered, have you relapsed, are you, are you considering recovering or are you not ready to do that yet? 
So I've recently had a few wonderful angels who have sent through their eating disorder stories to me. And they're doing this to feel heard and supported and just literally share how they feel. And from what I can see, they're making such brave and positive steps in the right direction. And I'm truly, truly so happy for you and so, so proud. I think that it is so brave that you sent me this and was able to share what you were going through and how you were feeling. You are so brave and strong and I literally, I'm so proud of you for being able to express how you feel and wanting to get help. That That is amazing. I am so, so, so proud of you and I'm proud of anyone that sends in their story or even just listens to this podcast because remember, knowledge is power and I hope you are applying all of these self-loving tips and working towards a self-loving, happy, healthy life. So to the wonderful people that already sent in their eating disorder stories, I won't add it to this listener stories episode unless you say that you would like it in there. Everything will remain anonymous, of course, but no pressure. But either way, keep doing what you're doing because it is truly inspiring and I hope you are as proud of yourself as I am. So what am I proud of myself for this week? And what are you proud of yourself for this week? Did you say you were proud of yourself? That's great. I know I said I wasn't going to be like Dora, but it is good to give you just a little quick gap. Think about it and celebrate it. So what am I proud of myself for this week? I, okay, so I did Muay Thai for the first time and (laughs) it was fun. I have so many random bruises, but it was very good fitness. And oh my gosh, we did this like, what do they call it? Uh, I think it's like a power circuit and it was like kick, 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 and then punch, 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 kick, 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 star jump, star jump. And you had to do it from going from one to all the way up to 10 in like three minutes. And that was intense. But yes, I am proud that I gave it a go, although it's painful. Well, not painful, but just tiring. When you do the workouts, I really enjoy the after feeling. And even during it, it's just like you're working your body, kick, kick, kick. So yeah, I think that's what I'm proud of this week. And by the way, when I say that I did this kicking from one to 10, I do not mean I kicked 10 times total. It was like, how do I explain this? You kick once on one side and then once on the other side, and then that counts as one. And then the second kick is two kicks on the first side and two kicks on the second side. And then again for three, you add it to three and then the four. And then so it's just, it's increasing the amount of times you're kicking as you go. So I hope that makes sense, but if it doesn't, just believe me when I say that it was tiring and it was a great burn. But yes, I always believe that it is fun to try new things that excites you and steps out of your comfort zone. So that is what I am proud of this week. What are you? Can't wait to hear. Anywho, so that's enough of that. I I would love to hear what you were proud of for yourself this week. And let's get straight into the episode. So I've broken it up into three sections for approaching and supporting someone. The first one's just going to quickly go over some warning signs of someone that may have an eating disorder. So these are very basic, like I didn't have all of these symptoms, but I definitely had some of them. So just some things to keep an eye out for, but but not everyone is going to have every single one of these symptoms, possibly even none. More likely they will have at least one or two, but Yes, I'm, I'm sure overall you'd be able to have an, a judgment of their character and what has changed. But yes, these are some pretty common factors that happen when you are developing an eating disorder. The next section I will go into will be about approaching someone with an eating disorder and kind of what to expect based on how I would have felt and 
and a, a pretty much a general approach to it. And then the last section will be supporting someone with an eating disorder. So what you can do to make this person feel heard and less alone and to start hopefully developing the courage and belief in themselves that they can heal. So remember that you can be listening to this as the person with an eating disorder and can even think about what you do and don't like and what how you would like to be approached and how you wouldn't. You can even try to forward this to somebody if you're trying to ask for help but you're not quite ready to directly say it to someone. I'm sure sending this podcast to them will give them a bit of an insight. Plus I'm saying it so maybe they'll, you know, connect the dots. Or if you are the person that's found this podcast and you suspect someone else has an eating disorder, then hello, I think you are a terrific person for listening to this for the sake of someone else that you care about. So much love to you. I think you are amazing. And I'm sure whoever it is that you were trying to support will really appreciate it. I know I would have. So cheers to you and let's get into it. Okay, so section number one is suspecting that someone may have an eating disorder and what to look out for. One thing though that I'd like to you guys to keep in mind is that size doesn't determine whether or not you have an eating disorder. Like I remember that someone on my TikTok had said that no one believes that they have an eating disorder because they are bigger. It's not just about your size. It's also about it. It's a big chunk of it has to do with how you feel mentally and how you see yourself, like the body dysmorphia. That is a huge part of it. And I remember my weight fluctuating all the time. Like I got very small, but then after a while it started kind of, I I got a bit bigger then smaller again. Like it was very, just my weight was fluctuating all the time. So, and that's just my personal case as well. Like there could be people that maybe binged and purged and never got to a smaller size, but it doesn't mean that they're not struggling. It doesn't mean that they went into this thinking, this is just a fun activity. No, they're, they're doing it because maybe they don't have much self-love or they're not prioritizing their health and well-being as number one. It could be for so many reasons. So if you suspect that someone has an eating disorder, don't cut someone out of that equation simply because of their size. Not saying that you do, but there may be people out there that are a bit bigger that feel like no, they can't even get any support because no one even believes the struggle that they're going through, which is really quite hurtful to hear because everyone deserves to be heard of course but everyone also deserves to be able to get help and not be invalidated simply because of their size it's not just about your size it's about how you are feeling about yourself mentally and that's some something that that cannot be seen on the outside okay so some emotional behavioral and psychological symptoms that you can look out for for someone that's struggling with an eating disorder that you suspect these are them I found all of these signs, by the way, on the NEDA National Eating Disorder Awareness website. So thank you, NEDA. So maybe you've noticed that your friend has started to be more preoccupied with their weight. Maybe an intense diet started weighing out their foods at restaurants or just literally weighing their food in general. Keep in mind as well that doing this isn't necessarily a bad thing if there's the right intent behind it. So If you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle and part of doing that is staying under your calorie amount, then you go. That's awesome. But if there's some deeper meaning behind that, like obviously it's always good to want to stay in a good shape and live healthily. But the difference is if you are doing it purely for the intention of your body being skinny, like when I look at goals, I try to see them as what do I want for now and in the future, like for a lifestyle, not just to reach a certain point in my life. Like, for example, if 
I had a, a party coming up and I wanted to eat less for a period of time just to look skinny in this particular dress that I'm going to wear for the night. That's not a long-term lifestyle goal. That's like a, I want to look good f- for this event, so I'm going to burn myself out and make it unsustainable to carry on for too long of a time. Because what you could rather do is not use this particular party as your goal. I'm going to starve myself until then and then I can start eating again after this party. No, have a balanced lifestyle where looking good at the party is just a bonus, but you want to continually look after yourself and eat the right foods that make you feel good. And I feel like this is something that has held me back from my own fitness or food goals a lot in the past because I've been more focused on my body specifically being slimmer or skinnier but look deeper than that once I started thinking I want to feel happy and healthy not just look skinny so if you have a goal where you want to specifically look skinny for a wedding a holiday a party then look deeper than that and how I always talk about after you go to the gym you feel that really rewarding sense of physical burn and you just you got you're releasing all of those endorphins that's great and you want to live for that feeling not specifically just to lose weight obviously that's a good thing if that's something that you hope to get like you want to your one of your goals is to lose weight that's fine but look deeper than just specifically what your body will look like do it for that the mental positives as well because that's going to keep you motivated Because imagine then you get to this party and you lose all of this weight and then you start eating again because you set yourself just this short goal to get specifically skinny for this party. Then you put on all of this weight, it's going to make you feel worse. But if you just have the overall intention to, I guess, have a healthy body size but also live a happy and healthy lifestyle in general, then it will keep you motivated and keep the the balance. So another symptom you can kind of look out for is, we'll call them... A person. Well, they're obviously a person, come on. But yeah, I'm just going to call them a person so we keep knowing who we're talking about instead of saying like friend or loved one, just to keep the common factor. Anyways, maybe this person started refusing to eat certain food groups all of a sudden, like a really big sudden restriction of food. And you're like, what the fuck? What what, what happened? I, I thought we loved going to Taco Bell. Honestly, I have no idea why Taco Bell came to my head. I've never had it before. Being Australian, I do not have a Taco Bell here. Actually, no, that's a lie. I believe that there is a Taco Bell, but way out west, and I have no idea where it is, but I believe that there is one here. Anyways, I'm yapping now. Uh, so <laughs> so maybe they've started restricting a lot of certain food groups, or maybe you've noticed that they only eat a particular food in general. Like, I think when I started going to the gym when I had my eating disorder and I knew that I needed some sort of energy in me because I was so weak and dizzy without it I I mean I don't know because I, I I would have a sushi every lunch every single day at work I had a sushi for like over a year and a half every single day that I would get to the register and they'd be like ready for me it was that frequent but th- but then again like I love sushi so but I would only eat one and I think after a while I started eating two but the point is that I stayed to this certain particular food because I thought it was less bad for me than, say, a burger. And this was before I knew anything about calories or nutrition. Still not an expert now, but I know more. And so every day I was eating 
uh, tuna and avo sushi that used to be my old fave. Um, it's still my favorite, but I just love my sashimi now. Anyways. And so then when someone told me that tuna actually has a lot of fat and calories and I didn't know anything, like I just, I just knew of the word of calories, meaning calories equals bad, which is not true if you eat it in the right proportions to your body weight. Anyways, back to it. When I found out that there was all of this fat in uh, sushi and it freaked me the fuck out, I'm like, are you telling me that I've been keeping in this food that is just fat and fucking me up and oh, another meltdown from Ali. I obviously was not screaming at this lovely individual, but it did freak me out that I had such little knowledge on what was being put into me that I just assumed because a sushi was small and it had the word tuna in it that everything was all good. And hey, I still eat my tuna and avo sushis, they're not horrible. But because I knew absolutely nothing about calories when I heard how many calories was in it, it freaked me out. So keep an eye out. Maybe they don't know much about calories or like what's healthy foods either. So like it, it might not specifically have to be like a salad that that's all that they eat. So just check out maybe if they're having very similar food every single day or a majority of the time. Another symptom that you could look out for is maybe they have started skipping meals or take small portions of food at regular times. And when they do eat, it's excessively slow chewing. That by the time you finish your entire spaghetti bolognese, they've eaten one shrimp. And another thing, speaking of going out and eating with your friends, could be that they've started withdrawing from going to social eating outings. Like maybe you, you would normally meet up for a dinner and all of a sudden they don't want to go to a restaurant anymore. That's something to look out for. Maybe you've noticed that they started having extra concern about what their body looks like and its size. And also the change of their clothing. So maybe they've started wearing more baggy clothes because they're a bit more self-conscious about what their body looks like. And maybe you notice that they're constantly checking what their body looks like in the mirror. Another thing is mood swings. I found myself having a lot of mood swings. I was either anxious about eating or if I had tried to starve myself rather than binging and purging, didn't last long, I would get really frustrated and angry and just be like, I'm so hungry. And when they're checking out their body all the time, maybe you've noticed that they seem to have a bit of a distorted view of their body. Maybe they make little comments here and there like, oh, I look a bit big today. Oh, I don't like the way my stomach is popping out. It could even be a bit more subtle where they're just looking at themselves and you can tell that something doesn't seem to be right, that they're looking uncomfortable or dissatisfied. Maybe you notice that when you or not you specifically, but someone asks them, do you want to go out for food? They start to get a bit anxious or you can just tell that they're a bit worried or even it heightens even more if someone offers them food right in front of you. I, I remember when I would be offered food when I knew that there wasn't a bathroom that I could go vomit up in, I would start freaking out because I didn't know how to uh, reject it because I was known as such a, a big eater that if I didn't want to eat anything that would be really like questionable so I didn't know how to play it off as if I didn't just want to say that I was full because I could stomach a lot when I was purging it all out so that if I was to say that now someone would have been like you're never full and then what do I say after that so I would get extremely anxious if I knew that there was no toilet around and I was being offered food and expected to eat as much well not expected but like, it's not like they were going to shove it down my throat, but they, 
assumed I was going to eat just as much as I normally would. And this could lead to anxiety or depression or irritability just simply because it's a very uncomfortable situation and even in general just if you notice that they're becoming more irritated especially around food related or body related subjects then keep an eye out for that as well and watch out for the excuses that they try to give when either rejecting food or for me for instance I would say that I had a fast metabolism for all the food that I could eat which if you really think about it there's no way there. <laughs> The amount of food I ate was unbelievable that no f- no metabolism could handle such shit. So keep an eye out for what tri- type of excuses that they try to use. And obviously don't call them out like, nah, you're a fucking liar. That's obviously not the truth. Don't do that. That's just going to scare the hell out of them. But keep it in mind for when you're evaluating re- whether or not there is a problem that they may be facing. To have a supportive approach to discuss what's going on. Also, I think it's important to mention when I say that you might notice that they're starting to have some sort of obsessive body checking behaviors, look for the specifics. Like, for example, I I think I've mentioned this in another one of my podcasts. I would put the bottom of my wrist against my tailbone and I'd measure out how large my stomach was from my hand size that was like my measuring tool that I could always have on me so you may notice that I think I did that quite frequently I would also feel for my ribs a lot of the time it had to be very vivid and in my face to know that they were purely visible that was the only way that I felt sane I also repeatedly weighed myself so maybe you notice this and of course looking in the mirror all of the time Or maybe they're pinching their waist and their wrist. I've heard that that's a quite popular behavioral habit. Another thing to look out for is maybe they deny being hungry. This one may depend more on the person and the individual themselves. I mean, they all do. Not everyone is going to have all of these signs. But I know, for example, with myself, I was always like, oh my gosh, I'm so hungry. I haven't eaten all day. Yeah, well, I hadn't eaten. I just vomited out. This one will be way more obvious if it happens, but look out if they start to get very sensitive to criticism, or not even criticism, but just like comments about their weight or their body shape, or even their eating habits or their their exercise routines. And I say that it's important to look out for these things because it's becoming a compulsive behavior that you rely on doing. And when I didn't do these things, I felt even more anxious and stressed and worried about what I looked like or just just the whole eating disorder in general. So if you notice that someone is constantly doing some sort of same unhealthy behavior and pattern, watch out for those because it's just going to become more of a thing that they rely on as time goes. Anything to do with stuff like this would have triggered the hell out of me. So maybe they don't even react so headstrong that it's so obvious in what they say to you, but Or most likely it's not even you saying these comments because you're being a bit more concerned about it. But yeah, keep in mind, they might even just pull like a really anxious, uncomfortable face when things like this are said. Another big one is the sense that they are out of control. And a lot of the struggles that I used to have had to do with me being out of control, not just with my binging and my purging, but so many things in my life. So maybe they seem out of control with, of course, how much they eat. Another one would be maybe drinking too much alcohol. I know I used to do that. Look out for impulsive behaviors. And as a general overall, then they may just feel out of control about their whole entire life. It took me a while to even realize that it was control that I lacked. 
So to tie off the emotional and psychological behaviours that may indicate that something might be going on with an eating disorder leads back to a low self-esteem, the no self-love. We've got the whole two episodes on self-loving tips that I have for that. But of course, we come back to low self-esteem. So the feeling of worthlessness, guilt, shame, unhappiness, anger towards oneself for being in this state, for feeling this way. That is something to look out for. And you don't even need to flat out say I have a low self-esteem because most of the time, well, at least for me, it was hard to even admit that I had a low self-esteem. But in my actions, in my behaviors and just the way that I was overall, you could probably tell that I didn't have much self-love. It didn't matter if someone told me I'm pretty. I didn't believe that. I just thought they were being nice. It didn't matter if someone said I was skinny. I didn't believe them. I just thought they had seen the obvious weight change. Because yes, I knew that I had lost a lot of weight, but it doesn't mean that I thought that I was skinny. I just felt a bit reassured knowing I had a smaller dress size or a lighter weight on the scale. But it doesn't mean that I overall felt like I was in a good shape or that I loved myself because I wouldn't be damaging myself if I really did. So look out for signs of a low self-esteem. And more likely than not, these self-esteem issues probably rose before any eating disorder began because I really felt like it was my low self-esteem that really influenced me to the binging and purging. Now for the physical signs to look out for. We obviously have the noticeable weight change and it could fluctuate as well and it could be either a loss of weight or a gain of weight. Remember, not necessarily a loss. Look out for any stomach pains, look out for heart pain, stomach pain or gastrointestinal complaints. So this would be like constipation. I had so many heart and stomach pains that I remember going to the doctor, not letting them know that I had an eating disorder and they thought I had kidney stones. I don't believe they found anything, but I was like gasping in pain because of how bad it got at some stages. But yeah, I wasn't honest with my doctor, so how were we supposed to get any results? And I had the feeling it could have to do with my eating disorder, but I was too afraid to say that I had one and the focus then to go on my eating disorder and me having to stop it. I was so afraid of that. So look out for any stomach or heart or gastrointestinal pains because they hurt and and if they're ignored and pushed to the side, I know for me that I knew that something was wrong and that I had to do my, with my eating disorder, but I was too wrapped up in my eating disorder that I ignored it, which rely even more on the size and weight of my body because I was ignoring all of these obvious warning signs and still caring more about how I looked. Look out for any missing periods or having very irregular periods or very extremely short periods. I used to think it was cool that my periods lasted for like about one to three days max. I would literally think it was cool, but this was my body telling me that something is wrong. This isn't, well, hey, maybe some people get a natural three-day period, but for what my period used to be before I started my eating disorder, there was definitely something up and I thought it was a good thing, but it was not. Also, if you notice that they have a difficulty to concentrate or are always fatigued, I was so constantly tired, so weak, so dizzy, no energy whatsoever. And I wonder why. Speaking of as well, I found when I went to the pathologist, I just got like a, my blood check because I used to work at a doctor's clinic. So wasn't too hard. I would get my blood test and I would have a really like low thyroid. I think it was low thyroid problems and 
of course, low iron, which I got an infusion for. I would also get, oh, so this is another sign to look out for. I would get very, very dizzy, especially after sitting up and just standing around. But when I would sit up, I would like literally have to hold on to something because I thought I was on my way back down to the ground. Maybe they're also fainting a lot. They have sleep problems, cuts and calluses around the top of the finger joints. I would also get these cuts on the left side of my mouth, right where the lip joins from the top lip and the bottom lip. Uh, it would get pretty bad sometimes that once I try to, oh, I forgot what I put on it, but I, I tried to put something on it and it ended up causing such a big rash on the side of my face and it was red and it was horrible. And then I tried to put, oh, what did I put on it? Tiger balm. What was I thinking? I put tiger balm on top of it and it ended up just making it 10 times worse. So yes, always cuts around there too. So most of the next few physical signs that I'm going to mention, I didn't personally have, but I've looked them up and these are some other common physical signs. So we have, oh, actually I was sensitive to the cold, but other than that, we have fine hair, we have cavities, discoloration of the teeth, which is from vomiting. My teeth became sensitive, but we also have muscle weakness, which I did have a lot of and a lot of bruising as well because my, that if I even accidentally hit the side of the wall with my arm, it would bruise up and those bruises would stay for a very long time, which leads to the next point of poor wound healing. Um, there's also impaired immune functioning and loss of hair. So now for part two, which is approaching someone that you are concerned has an eating disorder. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
So first of all, I think it is very brave of you if you were this person that is trying to approach someone that you were concerned about. I am so glad that there are people out there that have such a big heart that they want to help someone. And yes, you may be worried going into this about how they react, but you were looking at the bigger picture because they most likely will have some sort of reaction to it. It's been a hard time for them. So I think what you were doing is very commendable and there should be more people like you in this world. <laughs> I really, really think it's awesome that you want to help someone and that you are concerned about their well-being. Good on you. Gold star for you, honestly. So yes, you may be worried that they will get upset or maybe angry or just have some sort of irrational response to you. But this is all the fear that is built up inside of them. All the guilt and the shame and most likely they have put in a lot of effort to hide these signs and you've figured it out and they're like, what the fuck? What is this shit? It may be a bit confronting for them, no doubt. So keep that in mind when approaching them. But I think if we try to have a very calm approach to the situation, we can avoid a very emotional outburst. But even in saying that, it could be emotional either way and... We have to be patient with this person because they're already dealing with so much emotional inner turmoil that this discussion is going to bring up a lot of fear and anxiety inside of them. But keep in mind as well that the sooner an eating disorder is worked on, the easier it will, like either way it's going to be a challenge, but it will still, like the deeper you go in, the harder it will be to escape. So if you are picking up on these signs earlier rather than later, that is awesome. Uh, but if you've kind of noticed for over a period of time and now you're trying to build up that strength to talk about it with this person still good on you but keep in mind that the deeper they go the harder it is to escape and yes it may be a touchy subject for them but remember it's their short-term pain for a long-term gain so when you discuss it set it up in a very calm private like like don't go to a nightclub and be like yo listen up bud all the music is pounding around disco balls on the outside and you know you're just like I think you have a problem no please don't discuss it in a quiet and comfortable I think is very important like if you guys always go to your house for board games go set it up in that atmosphere and make sure that everyone's mood is quite neutral it's not irritated there's no frustration in an atmosphere or in a mindset at the current time that will cause extra chaos and extra stress also try to do it in person so it makes it feel more like a safe space and also they'll feel more supported and more like a team rather than just a text message or like I mean if COVID or something like that is stopping you then fair enough but if you can try to do it in person it makes it more of a supportive and safe space. I'd also suggest maybe avoid being around food like maybe don't make this discussion you've like prepared this whole dinner for them only to tell them that you think they have an eating disorder we're going to get into that a bit very shortly about specifically saying eating disorder but anyways the message will obviously be clear so yeah just avoid kind of having things around you to do that relates to it like don't have the scale out on the next to the couch don't do it in front of a mirror and especially avoid doing it in front of food and so before you say anything to this person, I think it's important to think about what it is that you want to say. It also depends how close you are with them. But either way, use the knowledge that you have about them. And by this, I mean how you notice that they react to things. Obviously, this is a very different subject, but just consider how they'll respond to this based on how they've responded to other things in the past. We're trying to find the best way to approach them. 
and the best time as well. So set it out if you have to write some pointers on your phone or on a piece of paper. That's okay. I know I know personally I wouldn't have had a problem with that. I would have thought it was really sweet that this has been something to plan out. But once again, that can change depending on the person. But I I think it would have been so lovely that someone had prepared and like try to research all this stuff about how to approach me because of my eating disorder to help me. I, so sweet. It's... it's love you for that. So something else that to keep in mind is I think it's it would be good if you don't necessarily say you've lost a lot of weight. You don't eat as much food or you eat too much food now. What is your problem? Don't I mean I doubt you're going to say what is your problem, but in regards to pointing out what it is that has changed with them, try to avoid you statements. More say I. So I've been worried about you because dot 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 and obviously you don't need to go into the specifics like you've started being a bitch when you around food you can just say I've been worried about you because I've noticed some changes with your relationship with your food and yourself so you're still obviously getting the point across about what this subject is about but you're not being too direct that it's too confronting especially at the beginning of the conversation so focus more on their behavioral change rather than specifically you've lost too much weight, you've gained too much weight, etc. It may also be a bit less confronting if you don't say, I'm worried about you because I think you have an eating disorder or I think you have bulimia. So using more general terms like we just discussed with I'm worried about you because I've been noticing differences in you when it comes to food. So we're just trying to make it a very safe space to have this discussion. Let them know as well, even if you have to do it constantly. Like, just give them that reassurance that they need. Tell them that I'm talking to you about this because I care about you and I want to support you. And I don't want you to feel like you're alone and that no one will understand or want to help you. Be very understanding and kind and non judgmental. Let them know that you're here to help them and that you want to see them happy and healthy. Also, try to avoid assumptions. So, for example, in relation to me, you could say that I noticed that as soon as you started watching Pretty Little Lies and you saw Hannah binging and purging, I've noticed these changes in behavior since then. Don't pinpoint what you assume is the reason this has started because we never do know. And it might even discourage them thinking that you already got this all in the bag, that you know exactly why they feel this way because more likely than not, it's probably deeper than just the obvious factors to it. And speaking of the fact that I would have thought it would have been really sweet if I knew someone had researched all this information and listened to these podcasts and stuff like that to be able to talk to me about this. You can even let them know this. Be like, look, I've tried to gather some information prior to us talking about this so I could approach you with as much love and support as possible. I really, I truly believe that most people would find that really reassuring and kind and feel more safe to open up and express how they're feeling. Now to get more towards their reaction, be prepared for almost any type of reaction. You may have a better idea based on what you know about them as a person, but this is also a very touchy subject and if it's something that they've kept hidden, even if it hasn't been hidden and you're just trying to approach them about it in a way to help them, it can all be very confronting and any reaction really is possible at this point. So the three main reactions that I'll talk about is anger, denial and relief. So they may respond with anger and keep in mind that 
their reaction may have something to do with the approach, but more likely than not, it's just going to have to do with how they feel on the inside. So that's why as the approacher, we're trying to do it with as much support and love as possible, because this is definitely a hard time for them, but I really do appreciate what it is that you're trying to do for them. So I've tried to think about as well how I would have reacted in all three of these cases. And I probably could have done them in any of the alternatives, depending on maybe my mood or just how I was approached. Or even at the stage of my eating disorder at the time. Like if it was when I was so, so secretive about it, I would have probably... Honestly, I believe even a mixture of anger and denial. I'd be like, what? No, what are you talking about? That kind of thing. But uh, if it was more at the stage where I was trying to, you know, go to the gym and starting to want to feel a bit better about myself, then I might have felt that relief, which I did when I told someone. So if they respond with anger, it's probably has a lot to do with feeling caught out as if they've been exposed. All their efforts to keep this hidden has now been thrown out the window and they feel like their privacy has been taken away. They could be embarrassed or ashamed because they've been dealing with it on their own for so long that they've only had their own thoughts, their own mindset to deal with the situation that being told in a different way is just like really confronting and unusual for them. So if they respond with anger, just let them know that you were here to support them and give them a bit of time to cool off. You don't necessarily need to leave or anything like that, but maybe just let them know that you were here for them. And even ask them what they'd like to do. Would they like you to stay? You were happy to stay and just sit there quietly together whilst they calm down or up to them. But don't automatically be like, okay, I guess I'll leave then, (laughs) bitch. So if they react with denial, I'm sure you'll be able to read between the bullshit. And maybe it will be super obvious that they're like, what? What's an eating disorder? I haven't heard of that before. What? It's my fast metabolism. I don't know what they'll say, but something bullshitty might come up. And this isn't an opportunity for you to automatically be like, you're a liar. You're lying. I know the truth. This is for you to stay calm and cool and keep in control of your own reactions. They may even be keeping their eating disorder a secret as a form to like protect it and keep it from being known out there in the world because once the problem is acknowledged, that's when something can be actually done about it. Like my eating disorder was my sense of control, my escape from reality. That's why I tried to keep it secret for so long, because deep down I knew that there was a problem, but I wasn't ready to face it. So again, if they respond with denial, don't tell them they're wrong and that they're a liar. Just give them time to consider everything you're saying. Let them know that you're here for them again and don't push any results, especially on the first day. It'll be good to check in later on, but give them time to process everything that's happening. And you never know, maybe the person hasn't even been become aware yet that they have an eating disorder. Or maybe they know on the low key, but they just haven't accepted it themselves. And for the more exciting response to the approach is relief. You may be that very special little somebody in this person's life that has now acknowledged and noticed their struggles that they've been too afraid to talk about. And you're offering them support or help. Maybe this person hasn't believed that there's anyone out there that will help them. And you have just done that. So they may feel that sense of amazing relief. Maybe they'll cry it out. Let them cry with them. Cuddle them. Just show them just how much you truly are there for them. And I believe that you are. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing something like this. Brava to you. I can't say it enough. So if they deny, 
just just don't push it too much and let them know that you're here for them because they may come back to you later and say, hey, yes, I am struggling with this. I just I haven't been quite ready to talk about it. So I thank you for bringing it up. And maybe they just aren't ready to accept it yet. So keep a close eye on them and try to be that supportive encouragement and inspiration to go and live a happy and healthy life. But if they do open up, also be prepared for some sort of uncomfortable chat to come because they may express to you how they feel and it's important to be very empathetic and understanding because you most likely won't agree with a lot of the things they say because it comes down to a lot of self-love they will probably have a lot of negative comments to say about themselves and it may be hard to hear for you but you can just let them know that that's not how you see them let them know how you do see them if it's positive and guide them towards Ali's self-loving tips But overall, just keep in mind that this person is going through some struggles and their reaction could really go in either way. They may get angry, tearful, they may be relieved, they may be in that denial. Maybe they need time to process so they have a delayed reaction. They could close up as soon as you start talking about this and you're suddenly talking to a brick wall. Be understanding of this and keep in mind that it may take more than one conversation for them to open up or want to heal or do anything about it. So always be patient and kind. Try to support them no matter what. And don't take it personally if they start getting a bit of a more angry reaction towards you because that's just all the inner turmoil that they're fighting at the moment. So try not to get defensive and start reacting back towards them. Keep your cool, baby. If they're not wanting to talk to you about it, encourage them to talk to a doctor, a family member, a friend, a partner, me. Just make sure that overall they know that you were there to support them. Make them feel their love tonight. Okay, now for point number three. Supporting someone with an eating disorder. Keep in mind that it can be challenging, but it will also make quite an impact on their recovery. So try to be as patient as possible. But at the same time... I mean, I know with me personally, I got very anxious and reactive and I don't believe that it was fair of me to take out how I was feeling on the people that I love. So that was something that I personally had to work for to fix. So keep in mind that they're going through something. So they're very irritable and anxious right now, but it doesn't mean that you're their their punching bag at the same time. So whilst you're supporting them, keep in mind that their eating disorder is not all just about food. So it has a lot, if not more, to do with their self-talk and self-love. So a good prime focus would be to work on their self-love. Do it together so it's like a cool project or something like that. And it will not only just benefit them, but you too. So just keep in mind that it's normally a deeper issue than just food itself. Food is the comfort for the emotional underlying problems. So one of the biggest tips is just seriously to work on the self-love because this person might not even believe that they're worthy of change, not worthy of any help. So really be there for them and grow that self-love because the stronger your self-love, the stronger you will be to fight against your eating disorder. Also, always try to make it a safe space for them to come out and express how they're feeling, but also try not to make every single focus about their eating disorder. Try to bring up other interests they have and try to be a part of that. Another really important thing to keep in mind is that if they're beginning to recover and they start looking a bit better, it doesn't mean that 
the thoughts, the uncomfortable negative thoughts from the eating disorder have gone away fully. So during the recovery, especially towards the beginning of it, is the most vulnerable times for them because they are battling a lot. And most of the stuff you can't even hear because it's their own mind speaking to them constantly. And try to always invest in their day. How are you feeling today? Ask them the questions I always talk about. Is there something you're proud of for doing today? Is there anything that you feel you need more support on specifically? And remember to also be truly listening to what they're saying and very patient. And when you're noticing that they don't seem to be in a good place, maybe they're battling a lot of thoughts in their own head. This is your time to be very encouraging and motivating for them to keep going and pushing through. Redirect their thoughts by doing something that they love or work on more self-loving tips. The key during recovery is also redirection because those thoughts aren't just automatically going to go away. Remind them about why they are doing this, why we're trying to get you to a better place. Paint them a picture. I mean, you can literally, but I mean, in this sense, you can be like, imagine when we get to go back and do this. Imagine when you get to this stage of your life and you feel like this. Isn't it so exciting? Like, be a TED Talk speaker, get them excited. Because seriously, once you reach this stage, it is such a great feeling and you get to look back and be like, wow, I'm so happy that I pushed through those dark times. Look where I am now. How you like me now, eating disorder. And if they start having negative talk, remind them about all of their wins, all the big, all the small. I'm a firm believer about celebrating all of your wins. And remind them about all the good things that they're doing, especially the fact that they've opened up and they are now trying to heal. Just... Like literally how I talk about you, the fact that you were trying to be here and support someone like I'm I'm truly like, oh my God, that's amazing. So give that same love and genuine happiness about what they're doing and be encouraging about that. Remind them that recovery is possible and they can do it and they have the strength to do it. And you want to try to avoid anything that will make them feel guilty or shameful. So try not to be critical of them. Don't give them the click of the finger solutions like say you're a binge eater. You're like, just stop eating as much. Just stop eating when you're full. What's the problem? Um, you are now. Or if they're struggling to eat, don't just just be like, eat more. Come on. Stop it. Try to avoid conversations that will be triggering. Like don't, don't talk so much about food and weight and body size. Even if it has nothing to do with them. Like, oh my gosh, did you see that celebrities celebrities bikini wow she looked great wow avoid that avoid saying generalized terms like always or never like you're always overeating you're always putting yourself down you're always assuming the worst or you never just consider the good that kind of stuff like gee thanks for saying that I'm always this way it's not really it's not helpful at all And if you're trying to give them compliments, this one may depend more on the person. So do this based on what you know about them. Because I remember when I was recovering and people that I didn't even tell that I was having an eating disorder would tell me, wow, you were looking, you were actually glowing. You look so happy and healthy and I'm loving it. That's what they say. And that made me feel really warm inside because I was having so much negative self-talk and just struggling with trying to recover. It was a challenge. And the negative self-talk was my eating disorder telling me to vomit and stuff. So I I did appreciate hearing an external opinion that didn't know about my eating disorder because it kind of, it reminded me that what I can't see other people can. And I was also aware that I wasn't seeing 100% the truth because I was in a bad headspace. 
But then again, that was from people that didn't know I had an eating disorder. So my point was going to be, if you're trying to give them compliments and uplifting encouragement, focus on what they're doing. Like you were being so strong. You were being so brave. I'm really impressed with the courage that you were showing. That's truly amazing. So focus more on the internal rather than their physical appearance and stuff like that. But overall, don't necessarily make it your responsibility either to heal this person. At the end of the day, it does come up to them. You can be a great support. I'm always up and thankful for support. But just like I said with the self-loving tips, you can listen to the tips that I have. You can listen to the podcast on repeat. But until you actually apply the points mentioned, no changes will be made. So be a great support for them, but also don't take responsibility for how things turn up for them but you can also be such a terrific support for them that they feel that strength to heal but if things take a turn that's not your fault you have been amazing you have been a terrific support and once again we need more people like you in this world that actually want to help and encourage people to live a happier and healthier life you go i love it all right now that about wraps up today's episode thank you again for listening i want to say a quick And warm and loving welcome to the wonderful new listeners from the Philippines, Argentina, Namibia, Panama and Turkey. Hello and you rock. Also, my bad if I ever repeat countries when I'm saying hello to the newcomers because uh, on my podcast application, I have this thing where it shows the map of all the places where people have listened to from around the world. So I kind of I pick up on where I notice there are new listeners from from different countries. But maybe I sometimes might accidentally say the same place twice. So that is why. But still, hello to you all. You get a double hello. Hello. Anyways, I love you all. I hope this episode has helped today. Send this to someone that you may think will benefit from hearing this and keep sharing all the other episodes too so we can reach more people to help and believe that they can recover and begin recovering. This is a safe and supportive community and we want the best for everyone. So keep loving and spreading the love. You are amazing. Always remember your worth. Always remember your capability. And always remember that there are people that love and support you. And remember to send in your eating disorder stories and experiences so that we can help more people know that no matter how many stories are similar or completely different, that we all deserve to feel heard. And you truly do. So take care. Love you all. And remember, say it with me, to eat with Ali. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 